about a blood transfusions in your veterinary clinic? Ever wonder if your protocol for blood transfusion administration is correct? In today's Vet Girl podcast, we review whether or not the size of the syringe and blood filter affects survival of red blood cells in cats. In the veterinary literature, reports of canine red blood cell injury have been reported when dogs were transfused by syringe, aggregate filters, or via certain mechanical pump mechanisms. So hikes and all, wanted to assess whether or not damage to red blood cells occurred with different routes of administration in cats that were transfused autologous red blood cells. They conducted an academic-based prospective controlled observational study where they evaluated the effects of two different transfusion administration methods on red blood cell survival and half-life after red blood cell transfusion. They looked at six privately owned neutered male cats with an average age of three to nine years, with a median age of five years of age. To avoid the immune-related injury to the transfused red blood cells, autologous transfusions were used. Anticoagulated blood was collected from cats, 35 mils per cat, and separated into red blood cells and plasma. The red blood cells were then washed and labeled using biotin densities, after which it was then combined with its previously separated plasma component. This whole blood combination was then placed in a 50 ml bag or 20 ml syringe and refrigerated overnight so it could be transfused the next day. Next, the cats were randomly separated to receive the transfusion through either a blood transfusion administration set by gravity flow or with a syringe pump and 18 micrometer microaggregate filter. The specific filter that was used in the study was a hemonate filter, which is designed to remove microparticulates of 18 microns or larger. For the blood transfusions that were given via syringe pump, a rate of administration of 2 mils per kg per hour was used with a 20 mil syringe. Now, if you've ever given a blood transfusion, especially to a small dog or cat, you know how difficult it is to control or regulate the rate of administration when using a gravity-assisted standard blood administration set. For this reason, the approximate rate of administration in this cat group was higher at 4 mils per kg per hour, with most of the blood being given over one hour. So what they find in this study? First, no transfusion reactions were reported by the authors. After the transfusion, blood was collected via jugular venipuncture at the end of the transfusion and every two hours until a total of six samples were collected. Venipuncture also occurred once a week for six weeks thereafter. Using flow cytometry, the labeled red blood cells were then identified. These were present in all samples from all cats over the six-week testing period. Both groups had an average of 10.6% of the labeled red blood cells detected in all cats in the first blood sample after transfusion. This is similar to what the authors were expecting based on the total blood volume of a cat. The authors gave the example that if 17.5 mils of blood was collected in each study population, that represented approximately 8 to 10% of the blood volume in a 4 to 5 kg cat, based on the blood volume of 40 to 60 mils per kg blood volume. Regardless of how the feline red blood cells were transfused, there was no significant effect of transfusion method on short-term or long-term survival of transfused cells. This is great news as this is in stark contrast to previous reports in canine red blood cells. The authors also found that the average half-life of transfused feline red blood cells was 23 days, 
with a steady decline of the transfused red blood cells over time. This was a slightly shorter half-life as compared to previous studies by Giger and al, which reported an average half-life for autologous red blood cells in cats between 29 and 39 days. Regardless, this study found that there was no difference in the transfused red blood cell viability between the two methods of administration. So it's fine to use a gravity flow method or a syringe pump with a microaggregate blood filter. That girl prefers a syringe pump since we're control freaks and know it's going in at the rate that we want. Regardless, the use of syringe and hemonate filters or a standard commercial blood administration set for whole blood transfusion in cats are reliable transfusion methods with no significant effects on red blood cell survival. This is a good, relatively simple study evaluating the safety and efficacy of a procedure commonly performed in the critical care unit. Despite being a prospective study, however, its limitations were the small sample of patients. Another limitation was that the red blood cells were exposed to multiple washing and procedures that could have directly affected survival of the red blood cells. Side note, we all use these microaggregate blood filters post-syringe on the red blood cell transfusion, right? I mean, that's what we've been clinically trained to do when giving a feline blood transfusion. The weird thing is that the manufacturer's recommendations are actually opposite of this. You're supposed to aspirate the blood through the filter into the syringe and then administer the transfusion once the filter is removed. Regardless, the good news is that this study shows that despite our veterinary community using this filter incorrectly, it doesn't seem to affect the red blood cell survival. So rest assured, the use of a syringe pump, an aggregate filter, or blood transfusion set for whole blood transfusions in cats is an effective method with no clinically important detrimental effects on red blood cell survival.